Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com. And on Apple Podcasts, thanks for joining on a Thursday. Oh, man, we love Thursdays in the Gunner House. Football is back, baby. Ah, I just love it. Football. Growing up, baseball was my favorite sport. Loved playing it. Um, I was best at it. Loved going to the games. Now that I'm older, you know, quarter of my life already gone, I have grown to love and adapt football tonight we got the super bowl defending bucks on the road to take on the philadelphia scumbag eagles they'll take on uh the eagles on the road in philly now we all know tom brady has a little fire underneath him when he goes up against philly all right remember the eagles beat brady in the super bowl the only team to do so, other than the New York football giants, I might add. Brady, that 7-3 and three Super Bowl record, only blemishes the Giants and, well, the Eagles. But the last time Brady played against the Eagles in the, quote, revenge game, Brady didn't throw a single touchdown. And he, he only threw for 216 yards. Uh, the Pats did avenge the Super Bowl loss, but, I mean, that's then. And this is now, obviously, we're talking about a totally different uh, team with the Buccaneers. Again, thanks for joining today on the Burley Gunner Show, Loaded Show, um, on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining again. A lot to talk about today. Uh, but tonight, we'll start with the Bucs. You're, tonight, you're getting a Tampa Bay offense that has been polar opposite to the defense. Like, totally the opposite team. The offense, on the offensive side of things, um, you, you've got the Power Rangers from Ninja Storm. All right? And on the defense, you have the Wiggles. It's not even close. Tampa Bay's offense is so much better than the defense, at, at least this year. And we all thought the Tampa Bay's defense was one of the best in the league. It was last year. It was in the Super Bowl. Didn't allow Mahomes to do nothing. Tampa Bay's offense is outstanding, and the defense stinks. Now, wait a second. Isn't that like the exact opposite from New England? The defense was always loaded, and the offense 
was always the question mark. Tom Brady was literally the only thing that led that offense. You know, you give him Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan, and sure, he had Gronk, but he he was injured a lot. And sure, he had Randy Moss this season. But, I mean, ultimately, Dante Stallworth, you got to be, come on. Chris Hogan, come on. The Bucks defense is the best offense that Tom Brady has ever played with. And ironically, this might be the worst defense he's ever played with, at least through the first five games, okay? I like to see the Bucs turn it around on the defense. Um, but Brady's offense leads the league in passing yards per game just shy of 350. It's like 349 and a half, Okay. While Tampa Bay's defense is giving up the most yards through the air, 314 per game. They've given up the most yards through the air out of anybody, even the Seahawks. All right? The Bucks defense is on pace, okay, on pace to give up 5,333 yards through the air. That's over 1,000 more than Brady's worst Super Bowl defense in 2007, or 2017. Well, oh, that was the year the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. Oh, to the Eagles. They gave up 41 points. Wow. So you see, you see the trend here. Football is a team sport. And unlike basketball, you can't just have one superstar take you there. Unless you're Tom Brady. Even though Tom Brady is fighting through all the adversity, the defense not being able to get off the field, defense not being able to uh, not allow points, Brady and the Bucks are 4-1. and one. And after they beat Philly tonight, they will be 5-1. and one. But tonight's not going to be a cakewalk for Brady and the Bucks. Philly fans, you know, they're not going to show up in suits and ties, single file line, ready to greet the GOAT. Nah. The Eagles hate Tom Brady. And quite frankly, I think Tom Brady hates the Eagles. And tonight should be one hell of a game. I got the Bucks winning a close one, 28-24. But let's shift our attention to another team in the Super Bowl last season, the Kansas City Chiefs. We all know the Kansas City Chiefs led out by Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. As long as those guys are there, they should be a legitimate contender for the playoffs, for the AFC West, and for the Super Bowl. But that being said, we all know the Chiefs' defense is one of the worst defenses in the league. It's up there with the Bucs. But unlike the Bucs, I don't see the Chiefs turning that around. They just... They just don't have the players that the Buccaneers do to turn it around. And I could come on here all day, every day, and, and rip the Chiefs' defense. I'm not not going to do it today. I could come on here and rip the Chiefs for turning the ball over more than any other team in the league other than the Jacksonville Jaguars through five weeks. And actually, they're tied at 11 giveaways with the Jags. Think about that. The Chiefs have given up the ball 11 times. Not even Jacksonville has more turnovers than that. But I'm not even going to dwell on the Chiefs' turnovers here. The Chiefs will be there in January as long as Mahomey is under center with his toys, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, to throw the ball to. How about we turn our attention 
to Miss Mahomie, Brittany Matthews, Patrick's fiance. Um, Sunday night during the Sunday night football game, she had some tweets sent out during that game that a lot of people, including myself, had an issue with. And I'll speak for myself here. I didn't necessarily have a problem with her defending her guy. I mean, come on. She's going to marry the dude. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's, that's, her, that's her fiance, soon to be her husband. But now you're a distraction. Don't turn to Twitter and blame the refs. Don't turn to Twitter and blame officiating. And the, and the, the refs never had your back. Uh, hello? Playoffs, Browns, Chiefs, Higgins, helmet to helmet. What? You are not one to say that the referees don't ever have your back. Come on. They always have your back. They always have your back. They they had your back in the playoffs last year, Arrowhead, when when my guy, Richard Higgins, took a helmet to helmet hit and and lost the football, ended up going out of bounds. The the refs called it a turnover when it should have been a penalty and the Browns should have had the ball at the one yard line. Listen, I love Patrick Mahomes, okay? I really do. I know I talk bad about the Chiefs a lot on this show, uh, but I listen, I love me some Patrick Mahomes. He seems like such a great kid. He does nothing, okay? He does not do anything to raise your eyebrow off the field, okay? He's like LeBron, polarizing, great at what he does, the best at what he does, and he's never in trouble, okay? He is never in the news for the wrong reason. LeBron's never had a speeding ticket, right? That's the kind of guy you want, you know, leading your franchise. Or in LeBron and Patrick's case, leading the entire league. The whole league. You're the face of it. But now, within a few months' time, the the face of the NFL, we've seen his brother act out by spilling water on a Ravens fan and then turning to Twitter to not apologize, but to pretty much fuel the fire and, and be arrogant about it. That's not what you do. And now we have Patrick's wife going to Twitter to bash NFL officiating during the Sunday night football game. Watch the game. All right, sweetheart. The Brinks truck parks in the back of your yard. What the hell are you doing? You are the wife of the greatest current quarterback in the National Football League. And a guy who we talk about on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis being the chosen one to come close to what Brady did. Patrick, check your brother and check your damn wife. Because you cannot have, with the statue and the face and, and, and everything that you have, everything that you have going for you, you're the guy. You're the guy in Kansas City. You're the guy in the NFL. You might be the guy in all of sports right now when it comes to baseball, basketball, hockey, football, tennis, golf, all of them. You're the guy. And your wife turns to to social media to rag on NFL officiating during one of your games? You can't do that. As, as, as the spouse 
of someone with the stature of Patrick Mahomes, you cannot do that. And Patrick, you need to check your brother and you need to check your wife. Because because now you have guys like me and other guys in media and other guys with opinions who think, well, is that, what is that? What's going on with that family? It sounds like a... Sounds like a bunch of poor sports. Sounds like a bunch of sore losers. And I don't think that about Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes is is a great dude. I think he's one of the best dudes that you could have running your franchise. Running the NFL. He's the face. Okay? He's deserved to be the face. He's earned that with his play on the field and with... With, I mean, I'm not saying he's quiet off the field, but you never hear from him in a bad way. And he's not loud off the field. You really don't even hear from him off the field, to be honest with you. You see him in a couple Gatorade commercials. You see him in, you know, it's, you are the guy. I want to think you're the guy. Don't let your family members ruin your image Okay, don't let other people ruin your image because that's not who you are. And I refuse to believe that that's who Patrick Mahomes is. But his brother, his wife, come on, you got to do better than that. All right, so tonight, finally, game five, you know, the game that we've been waiting for. All season long, really. Game five, Dodgers, Giants. It's in San Francisco because the Giants are the home team because the Giants, who were projected 75 wins, 107, and the Dodgers only won 106. So the Giants will host game five as Dr. Dog, my brother Jake, will join us in the studio today to talk about this um, because you have a different opinion. We've talked about this um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not coming on here and I haven't come on here and said that the Dodgers will win this series. I said the Dodgers should win this series. Okay. I believe they do. Okay. Um, I'm not going to make a prediction on it. I'm not going to make a bet on it because, honestly, I think that it is the most fraudulent number one payroll in all of baseball. Um, And I don't support a baseball team who wins a World Series and then the next season goes out and reaches for Max Scherzer and they add Trey Turner, who is a shortstop, one of the best in the game. And then, not to mention, you had Corey Seager, who was the most valuable player in the World Series last year. He's also a shortstop. So now you have those two in the middle infield after you already won the World Series, after you already added Mookie Betts. So you didn't need to add Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, but apparently you did because here we are in Game 5. We have a pitching change. It's supposed to be Julio Urias, okay? I am now hearing Corey Knable is going to take the bump for the Dodgers. It doesn't make sense because... Urias hasn't pitched since, what, Saturday, Friday, Friday, Saturday? It's been at least five days. Uh, what the hell is going on over there? They have to go with a uh, a bullpen game tonight. Is that what I'm hearing? Jake, you're uh, joining us. Is that Are you hearing about this? Uh, Corey Knable starting for the Dodgers, not Julio Urias. 
you know, you, you keep mentioning it's the highest payroll in baseball and all of baseball, and they can't even throw out a, a starting pitcher in the biggest game of their season. Uh, it, it's win or go home tonight, and again, you're throwing out a reliever. It, it, it just doesn't seem like they have it all, all wrapped up. It seems like they don't have it all there. Who do you have winning tonight? The Giants, who are going to start Logan Webb, who we, we should talk about Logan Webb. This kid is a phenom at home. Okay? This kid's been a phenom all season long, actually. But at home, he's 6-0. and He has a 1.96 ERA through 73 and one-thirds inning at home. He's given up only four home runs on the season at home. Okay? That's not talking about when he pitches against the Dodgers. The last time out, um, it was in the same series. He went seven and two-thirds. He didn't give up a single run. He struck out 10, and he only gave up five hits. He's pitched against the Dodgers three times before that in the regular season. The Giants won all three of those games. And the most runs that he gave up in a game was two. So out of four appearances, he's only given up four runs. One of them was a postseason game, and it was a shutout. And the Dodgers, you're right, are rolling with Corey Knable tonight. How the hell do you have the number one payroll in baseball? You have Max Scherzer. You have, you know, Clayton Kershaw, who who's obviously injured. You have Walker Bueller. You have Julio Urias, and you're sitting in a game five against the San Francisco Giants, and you have nobody to throw out there. Why? Because the Dodgers thought that this was going to be over in four. I'm starting to think that the Dodgers might be going home tonight. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you why the Giants are going to win tonight and the Dodgers are going to lose, because everything but on paper, if you look at, if you look at these two teams, everything except on paper, the, the Giants are just a better all-around ball team. Yeah, the Dodgers have Corey Seager, uh, Bellinger. You know, they, they got all these Scherzer. They got, Tur- they got Turner. They, they got all these all-star, all-stars. Excuse me. But when, when you put all of those players... All those nine players on a baseball field and, and, and tell them to play together and and achieve runs, get guys on base, and, and they succeed. Again, they had seven they were predicted to get seventy five wins at the beginning of the season. They ended up with what, one oh nine? That's that's just it's it's great management. It's it's it seems like it's great chemistry. It's they they, they it, it seems like they just want it more. The Dodgers, the Dodgers thought they could buy another World Series, and the Giants, who I like to call a real team, are are interfering with that. And I, I, I think they send home the LA Dodgers tonight. The Dodgers in the regular season were one hundred and seven and fifty five. They were fifty four and twenty seven at home. The Dodgers in the regular season one hundred and six wins, fifty six losses, forty eight and thirty three on the road. Um, listen, this is not good for the Dodgers. And I've been talking about this all week long. The LA Dodgers are 
in the same situation that the New York Yankees were in in the American League. With the highest payroll in the American League, the New York Yankees, I mean, they couldn't get it done in the one game that they needed to win, the elimination game. Now, for the record, in this postseason, the Dodgers did come away with that victory against the Cardinals. That was a one game, so the Yankees... um, Payroll couldn't even get past that one game. They did get past the one game, but let's be honest with ourselves. The Red Sox are better than the Cardinals. And the Dodgers, in a way, still sort of struggled, I would say, um, thus far in the postseason. Not just the Cardinals game, uh, because it wasn't really a struggle in the wild card, but you get to the Giants, and other than the game two victory that was nine to two, teams kind of struggled against the Giants, and really throughout the whole postseason. So it's kind of a, a a question that even if you make it past San Francisco, how drained are the Dodgers? They won 106 games and had to had to play the wild card game. You know, I not that I'm disagreeing with you, but I think I am going to disagree with you. I think the Dodgers underperformed in that wild card game. And now that they haven't disappointed this series against the Giants, because they have, uh, it, it, on paper, in all realness, the, the Dodgers should have swept this series and sent home the, the Giants. But that's not what happened. And the, the Dodgers won that wild card game. Let me, let me remind you, it was one-to-one. Going into the ninth, they were struggling with the St. Louis Cardinals, who at all-star break had, what, a 4% chance of making the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, they won the game in the bottom of the ninth off of one swing of the bat. Chris Taylor, one swing of the bat. No, that's not, that is not okay. That is not okay. I, I everyone should have expected the Dodgers to come out and fire off against the Giants, and they didn't. They 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 they're wasting their money. They are wasting their money. They're trying to set a future for another World Series, and it's it's just it's not going to happen. So with with let's talk about this with Urias on the mound. If the Dodgers go with Julio, I think you and I will both agree that there's more pressure on the Dodgers in the game tonight. Would you agree still that there's more pressure on the Dodgers tonight? Or do you think that the pressure has maybe shifted to the Giants now that it's a bullpen game for the Dodgers and everyone in San Francisco is expecting a win? No. I I don't think the momentum changes. I think all the pressure is on LA, and if they don't win this game, there's going to be a lot of problems in that locker room. So you so it's house money for for the Giants. If the Giants lose tonight, big rip. You know we won 107 games in the regular season. Vegas only thought we were going to win 75. They're supposed to be the experts. We crushed that. We won the NL West. We took the Dodgers to Game Five. We lost. Is that how? Is that how the the um, vision and the the mindset is going to be? Do you think with the Giants fans and really with like sports media? Because it's obviously going to be different with the Dodgers. Well, nothing's enough. I mean, everyone wants to win the World Series, but with this team 
having predicted 75 wins and you come out well above that. Uh, I, I don't want to say the, the winning the division is is enough because, like I said, nothing's nothing is enough. You you, you want more and more and more. But I I think if the the Giants get sent home in a game five with supposedly the best team in the major leagues who just won a World Series, uh, no, I don't I don't think they're gonna go home and kick themselves and say, ah, oh, we should have won this game because they they won the division over the Dodgers. They already did that. Yeah, it, it, uh, the rest of these games are just just more whipped cream, and and the World Series is the ch- is the cherry. You know, so if they get sent home tonight again in a game five with the highest payroll, the best team in the major leagues, it they're not going to kick themselves. They they had the dessert. They they sniffed the postseason. Uh, they're going to come back next year for more. But it, it no, it's no. I, I I think the Giants. I think the Giants are perfectly fine, win or lose. So, the Dodgers. Or no, excuse me, the Giants, uh, who in my opinion have the coach of the year. Gabe, Gabe Kapler, obvious candidate for coach of the year. Does he have any pressure on him or do you think that, like you just said, I mean the Giants are pretty much playing with house money. I think that there is no pressure on San Francisco. All the pressure is on LA. You're agreeing with that. At the end of the day, it all comes down to this game nine innings and who you throw what nine guys you put on that field and how they come up a way to win the ball game um it's 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 a different scenario the Dodgers lose they they have trouble in the locker room and they're they're struggling some people might even want to leave maybe uh and if the Giants lose I think they they go out patting their backs uh and and waiting for waiting for some rebate next year so you're going with so you're going with the Giants. Um, I'm not going with anybody. I will be watching the game. This is going to be the most anticipated game I think of, of the season. I can't wait for this. I I can't believe it's the Giants in the the Dodgers and not the Dodgers and the Padres. Um, but I mean Cinderella, uh, Cinderella. Gabe Kapler has done a hell of a job with the Giants. The Giants are a winning ball club. You look like you want to say something. You want to cut me off? You mean it would have been the the Giants, the Giants and the Padres. Not the the Dodgers and the Padres. It would been the Giants and the Padres. I, I I have to keep reminding you that the Giants played the best baseball this year. They put together the best team and played the best team baseball out of anyone this year. You're missing you're missing my point. In the preseason, let me let me let me switch my words. In the preseason of baseball, I would have assumed that if you had an NL West matchup in the postseason it would have been the Dodgers and the Padres. I didn't think the Giants were even going to make the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to sniff the division. And they proved me and everybody else wrong and went well above expectations. And again, like we said, tonight they're playing with house money. No, tonight they're in a game five match against the greatest team in the major leagues. Like I I don't I don't see how the Giants I don't see how Chris Bryant I don't see how uh, Logan Webb I don't see how uh, Buster Posey I don't see how all these guys go to sleep tonight win or lose upset with themselves like you guys had one hell of a season and it's still going against the greatest team in baseball you were predicted seventy five wins and probably last in your division third. 
third. And, 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 and now you're in a game five with who the World Series champs who, who went out and got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. It just wasn't enough for them. You know, shut that payroll down. Shut the Dodgers up. And, and let's go win a ball game. Let's move on. We can move on to, uh, you want to talk about the Bucks? Who do you got in that game tonight? Bucks, Eagles. Little Tom, Tom Brady uh, revenge, revenge game. It's in Philly, huh? It's in Philly. It's going to be loud. They're going to be booing him. Uh, no, I think Tom Brady comes out and I think he shines. I think, uh, I think the Bucks win actually quite easily. I heard, I heard the Eagles are 6-0 and in their last six Thursday night football games. Uh, I think after seven, it'll be 6-1. and I think Tom Brady comes out, shines like he always does. I think the run game uh, uh, plays above expectations tonight and and I think the wide receivers just do exactly what needs to be done the the defense uh holds to 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 not giving up uh yards you know keeping a low scoring on that side Uh, I think the Bucks win give me give me 31 to 20. So it's funny that you say that um about it's going to be loud in Philly because you're right it's going to be loud in Philly the Fun fact of the show would be last time coming off a Super Bowl loss to the Eagles, the last time Tom Brady was in Philly, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. I don't know that Tom Brady lights up the stat sheet tonight. Philly has one of the worst rushing defenses in the league, and Tampa Bay has one of the worst passing defenses in the league. I think the Bucs win, but I think it's a little closer than people think. Give me Bucks. By a touchdown. Bucks by a touchdown. But I think it is close. Maybe somewhere along the lines of 31 to 24 Bucks. But I think it's a little bit of a high-scoring game, even though I think the Bucks are going to run the ball a lot. I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to stop it as much. And I do think Brady you know, throws a touchdown or two in, in the ball game and, and, and gets the Bucks over the hump. Man, the Eagles... We were talking about them after week one, maybe being a dark horse in that NFC East. Not so much anymore. Thanks for listening in today. Thanks for joining, Dr. Dog. Anything else you want to say uh, for the listeners at home? You know, you mentioned uh, I like to talk about this, and I'm actually going to carry it on your show. Uh, we, we, you mentioned Philly. I, I, I love Jalen Hurts. I think the dude is going to be a stud. I think the dude's great. Uh, I think he's just not ready yet. I think... I think he needs time to develop, stand beside the coach, and uh, learn all the plays and learn learn how NFL defenses work. I think this is a great spot to bring in uh, my boy, 6'5", 245-pound uh, Cam Newton, former MVP, former Rookie of the Year, uh, six-time division champion. I think it's just a great spot. Kind of kind of plays like Jalen Hurts as well. I think Cam can teach him some things to maybe make Jalen a better Jalen Hurts. Uh, so, so I just want to come out here and say that we're talking about the Eagles that I think the Eagles somehow, some way before the season ends, uh, land Cam Newton. You, you are disgusting. You just had to throw that in there. And now you're walking away. You are, you are something else. You know that? You're something else coming in here to coming into this studio, my studio. This is my studio. You come in here and I ask you about two games tonight and you're going to and I and then I say, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Of course, let's talk about Cam Newton. 
on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you tomorrow. The Four Chubs Podcast will be out today on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and Apple Podcast. Burley Gunner Show.